Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Before I jump in, I wanted to say like this. If you have an interest in a specific topic that you'd like me to chat about uh, and create an episode regarding, I'd be happy to do so. Always interested in what you all want to uh, hear about, what specific topics you'd like me to delve into. So if that is something you have an interest in, you have a specific topic, please let me know. You can email me directly at info at with that suggestion. Today, I'm going to be discussing narcissism and the illusion of freedom. So in order for a narcissistic abuser and for a narcissistic abuse relationship to work, in order for the perpetrator to get away with their uh, malice, mistreatment, they essentially have to hide their abuse. They have to assure that there is this illusion of freedom, that the victim is not actually being mistreated, that they are there by their own volition. And behind the scenes, they have been manipulated, they have been indoctrinated, they've been brainwashed, they've been, uh, their mind has been uh, essentially uh, distorted to believe that the relationship is good for them, when in reality, it's, it's not, it's exploitation. So there has to be this, this uh, idea or this illusion of choice and freedom. Now, this is done by gaslighting. So when a, a perpetrator gas, gaslights their victim, uh, what that does is that actually confuses their ability to identify what's true and what's not. So they start to just question their own reality. They're not sure what is up, what's down, what's right, what's left. They're all all confused. Uh, and therefore, they can't discern between what's in their best interest and and what really what is the uh, interest of the relationship, which is that to serve the, the perpetrator, the narcissistic abuser. So so the, what the perpetrator will do is they'll slowly introduce a new narrative and the victim buys into that narrative, right? So that's the gaslighting. Let me kind of feed you some lies, see if you take them. If you don't take them, I'll kind of like subtly uh, manipulate you to absorb those messages. And then what happens is they kind of brainwash the victim to be of service, to give more and more and more. And ultimately they get less and less. And that's kind of like where they get strung along and they get pulled into this relationship, into this feedback loop of trying to get, trying to get the approval, love, acceptance of the narcissistic abuser who just has the victim chasing this carrot Ultimately, they're choosing the relationship because they're choosing to be there to serve, thinking under the impression that eventually they'll get what they what they think, uh, they'll get the, the, the promises that were made in the beginning of the relationship, when in reality, they never will. So narcissistic perpetrators work on their victim's mind uh, to manipulate them to see that they have their best interests, when in fact, they do not. They're trying to really work on their perceptions. Uh, this is part of the reason why there's love bombing. Uh, love bombing essentially is to kind of pull the wool over the eyes of the victim and to hide the intentions of exploitation. Uh, but it's also to feed them or expo- open them up to feed them this narrative that the relationship is, is in their best interest so that they'll invest more and more and more, not realizing that the whole relationship is a fabrication, it's a lie, it's a manipulation, it's, it's exploitation. So at the, at the end of the day, at the core of it all, I believe human beings have free choice. Now, our freedoms to choose can only be manipulated from us. They cannot be taken away. At the end of the day, we have free choice. Now, there's a lot of controversy on what free choice is. What do we have free choice of over? I will discuss that shortly. 
Um, but, but for now, victims of abuse choose abusers because that is familiar to their unmet childhood needs, right? That, that the, it's, it's, the, it's familiar to their childhood wounding experiences. Uh, they're usually their primary caregivers who may be abusive, exploitive, avoidant, neglectful, and narcissistic. So these relationships, it promises to meet those unmet childhood needs, which makes this relationship dynamic so attractive and in many ways irresistible, which, which is essentially why they keep choosing it. So yes, these relationships are toxic. They are not leading to happiness, but that doesn't stop, doesn't stop the, the, the victim from being very attracted to the relationships because they promise those unmet childhood needs to be met, very intoxicating, and they keep choosing over and over again the relationship. So they think, oh, I'm choosing it. Right? And by the way, this is also why they blame themselves. Victims of abuse blame themselves because they say, oh, well, I, ch I chose it. So therefore, um, you know, I'm at fault here. But actually, in reality, uh, they chose it because their unconscious programming was aligned with it and that they were attracted to those unmet childhood needs. So in essence, they were set up for it. But uh, then again, it is a choice. So human beings have the, this free choice. And, and unfortunately, because of unmet childhood needs, we are attracted to choosing relationships that are not necessarily good for us. So the narcissistic abuser is heavily focused and interested on influencing the perceptions, like I mentioned, of the victim so that they can see the abuse as good for them and will ultimately keep choosing it willingly. And not only will they choose it, but they'll invest their mind, their body, their spirit, their passion, their future, their money, their resources in serving their abuser. So a narcissist is aware that if the victim is choosing it on their own volition, they're excited about it, they're interested in it, they'll give more and more and more and ultimately get less and less and continue to give themselves over until they've totally lost themselves to the, to the abuser. So... On, that's more of a micro perspective. On a bit of a macro perspective, on a larger perspective, you know, narcissistic governments and world leaders, they rule the world in the very same fashion. It's the same narcissistic relationship and narcissistic dynamic. Uh, and basically what it is, is it's, uh, it's this illusion of choice that causes society and, and really the, the, the participants of a society to stay in this relationship dynamics and, and choose it continuously again and again, thinking that they are free. Meanwhile, the choices that are given by the governments and by these control groups and by these world leaders are controlled. So in essence, it's a system that's rigged, and then victims continuously choose that system, thinking that if they only make better choices, if they only elect better leaders, if they only elect, uh, choose people who, who or, you know, choose ways of, of, of thinking that are, that, are, that are good for them, paradigms that work, but ultimately the whole system has been set up. Now, this is a little bit controversial. I don't want to get too into it, but it's just a little bit of a perspective to think about, something to think about on your mind that a lot of the choices that we are given by our governments, by our people who rule us, uh, in essence, uh, are actually rigged to have a very specific outcome. And also what this does is this creates a trauma bond because it causes victims to blame themselves and therefore think, oh, if I work harder, you know, if I become more successful, if I become more of an obedient citizen, if I just go along with the government or the leaders say, then I'll, I'll just, you know, in essence, get free or, or become, uh, you know, I have free choice, right? So if I just keep making these choices that are quote unquote free, then eventually I'll make the right ones and that'll lead to my, my freedom. But in essence, it does not. And that's really where the deception comes in because there's this illusion that you are free. But in reality, a lot of these choices have been have been designed beforehand and been manip manipulated. And ultimately, you're in this, this prison of a society. Again, a little bit controversial. If that doesn't roll with you, that's okay. I uh, just wanted to share that because I do believe the same thing that happens on a micro perspective in a narcissistic dynamic relationship also happens in the macro. So now I want to talk about what is true freedom? You know, what does it mean to be free? What does it mean to, to, to choose? What is, what is the power of choice that we have? So the way I see it is, is that true freedom is experienced when we let go. You know, you don't choose who you are. You don't choose to be born. 
you choose whether you want to let go or you want it to hold on. You know, whether you, uh, whether you cling to something or you just allow things to come and go, that is part of our choice. We get to choose what we identify with. Do we identify with the soul, with the true self or the false self? That is a choice. When we choose to identify with who we truly are with, which is our core self, the soul, the true self, when that happens, we are free and we are ultimately not slaves to our mind, to our limited minds, to our impulses, to our body. We are identified with the, the true infinite source, which is an extremely powerfully freeing feeling because you're not trapped in this limited mindset of the ego and the mind. It's when you trust the unknown. You know, you, I guess some people call it let go or let, let go and let God, right? So you're just letting go of the idea of the need to, to control or to hold on to things. You're just accepting what is and you're going with the flow. Uh, you can call this trusting your intuition or trusting source or trusting God or trusting universe, just letting things be as opposed to trying to constantly be attached to outcomes and which creates just chaos and it ultimately doesn't allow for inner peace. So when you're at peace, uh, the soul really finds freedom through peace. So if you're at peace with yourself, if you're self-accepting, you're going with the flow, you're letting things come and go without attaching, that is a form of freedom. I do believe that freedom comes from our ability to choose our perspective and reaction. Those are our main forms of control and power. And ultimately that's how we free ourselves. We free ourselves by choosing a perspective where we feel more at peace. You get to choose how to react. You get to choose what, how to perceive something that is your power. So if you choose one of limitations of victim consciousness, then you feel trapped. You feel like a prison prisoner. Uh, you don't feel free. Uh, now freedoms also have to do with self-expression, the ability to express your authentic self without feeling judged or subjugated or controlled or forced to fit in or to conform. You know, the greatest form of slavery is having to be someone you're not. So freedom is just being your authentic self. And lastly, physical freedom, freedom from tyrannical leaders and people in our life that do not allow us to be our authentic self. And like a little, little bit similar to what I mentioned earlier, being able to express your authentic self without judgment. And finally, a quote that I uh, came up with I wanted to share with y'all. Ego finds freedom through control and chaos. The soul finds freedom through letting go and through presence. So when you are present in the moment, you are connected to all that is. You are truly free to connect. And connection frees you up from those judgments, from feeling less than, feeling shameful. It is connection that sets our souls free. And when we let go of things that are not meant for us, and we accept who we are, we accept the fact that there are some things in life we can't control and let go of the need for control, we are free to be our authentic self without judgment, without self-criticism, without feeling the need to disconnect from ourselves and judge ourselves, and, and, and really just be our authentic self, which is the, the most important thing is to be your authentic self. Because if you're not your authentic self, you can't be intimate with yourself and other people, and you're just not free to be yourself. So I hope this podcast resonates with you. I, I wanted to do one on, on, on the illusion of freedom and, and ultimately what true freedom is, because I find that a lot of these relationships that we attract into our life confirm and, and reflect back to us the prison that we're already living in, which is the prison of our own mind. So if you truly want freedom, it's not through other people. It's not through people pleasing. It's not through getting uh, things from the outside world. Definitely not through addictions, but it's being present, accepting yourself, choosing the things that you have choice over, uh, controlling the things you can't control, letting go of the things you are not in control. That really uh, allows you to, to be present and be, be at peace with your authentic self, be able to express that self, and then be able to connect, which truly helps us feel alive and fulfilled and, uh, and free. So if you are struggling to feel free and, and to let go of these negative false core beliefs if you're living in your head you're living in the body and you're not you're not your soul's not free to be in the present moment uh, please allow me to uh, assist you in healing you know what happens in childhood is is that we get disconnected from ourselves, and we are not free we become people pleasers we become narcissistic controlling and we are living from ego and we are 
we think we're free because we're being impulsive, but that's not freedom. That's a slave to our impulses. It's a slave to our thoughts, to our mind. True freedom is, is when you're just free to be in the moment. And this is something that children are very good at. Children are present. You know, you don't find a children, li children living in their head. You don't find children holding on to resentments. They let go very easily. Uh, it's us adults that start living from our defense mechanisms, our head that really uh, enslaves us to our own mind and therefore to other people. So it'd be an honor to help you get back to that, those factory settings, quote unquote, that childlike uh, innocence of the present moment uh, that is so powerfully healing and, and wonderful to be a part of. So if you are struggling this way, please do reach out and allow me to assist you in this process. My email is info at yitzepstein.com. My phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time.